space. The final frontier. These are the continuing voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Their ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life forms and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of MWMB. This is episode, holy cow, it's episode 46. 46. 46. And you know, backwards, that's 64. I think that's our ages, isn't it? <laughs> 46 near 64. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know how old you are. I actually know that Cabbage Patch Jeff is, is older um, than that. So, you know, you're not the oldest middle-aged white guy on this show. Ah, he just he just looks old because he lives in the swamp. No, he looks old because he's my dad. <laughs> or maybe I should say he looks old because I am his son. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, <laughs> you look well, old, too. <laughs> I think I'd look like uh, like uh, somebody hung out at the catfish, garfish room way too long. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of which, there, you know... You know, I, I I will admit, last week I said something about Jeff getting too harsh and getting too political, and maybe we'd have to boot him off the show. Oh my God! And, uh, you sound like I, I, you sound like one of these newscasters. Oh, that, 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 well, I admit I may have slightly exaggerated when I said that I single-handedly won World War Two, but <laughs> well, I know I, I may I may have said something to that effect, and. And uh, I understand that Jeff has, has taken great, great offense at this, and he has actually dedicated dedicated this week's song to me. That's and, and I don't think we should wait until the end for this, because I've actually had a preview. Yes. <laughs> I figured it a was preview. only fair to give you a chance to formulate a response. Before we go into Cabbage Patch Jeff's song, let's Let's use the Wayback Machine, Chairman, and we'll uh, listen to last week when Jim dragged Cabbage Patch Jeff the, right across the coals. Can I have, uh, oh, Mr. Sound Effects Guy, can I have some harps, please, to take us back in time to last week's episode? Sorry, I think Jeff is getting a little political here. You know, he's, he's getting too serious. He's going to be run off this show if he's serious. <laughs> well, this did start out to be a political hate show. Yeah, hey, but oh, I loved his picture with the raccoon head. <laughs> Wait a minute, here's the bus. Jim's throwing him under it. Yeah. Oh, that is harsh. Okay, well, the bus did not actually kill Cabbage Pets, Jeff. He came back stronger than ever. And this week, he treated the audience in the Garfish Room at the Cabbage Patch Cafe to his response. He calls it simply, and dedicates it to you, Mr. Martell, he calls this song simply, The Hammer. Hammer wants to come down. Hammer wants me out of town. Makes him furious when I'm serious. The hammer can't wait to come down. Hammer's raised up in the air. Hammer wants me out of his hair. You're darn tootin', I'm tough like Putin. And the hammer's giving me the stare. Hammer 
wants the final blow Wants to kick me off the show Pretty soon I can't breathe the raccoons And the hammer coming down, don't you know Oh, no, no. Hey, okay, okay, you know what? I, I deserve it. I deserve it. But I, there is an upside to this. Yes. He said I had hair. <laughs> so he could get out of it. <laughs> that is true, because, you know, we quite cleverly disguise our identities here at MWMB. <laughs> With real pictures. We are not actually James Martell, <laughs> nor Alex Jeffries. Those are not our real names. That's how our families can't find us. That's right. And, and service and, with court papers. <laughs> and, and, and in addition, I use the one photograph that I have of, of, of James Martell where he had actually shaved his head. Um, he does have hair. Shaved as a style. Shaved as a style. That's right. Shaved shaved as a style. But anyway, it worked for Yule Brenner, man. So I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm I'm glad that you feel vindicated at least that uh, Cabbage Patch Jeff admits that you have hair, and <laughs> that's important for a middle aged white guy. And the hammer's coming down. Yeah, that's <laughs> the important. Well, you know, there's an old proverb. You know, a politician once talked about picking a fight with an editor, and he said, never pick a fight with a guy who buys ink by the barrel. <laughs> never, never pick a fight with a songwriter. <laughs> never pick a fight with a redneck with a guitar. <laughs> He'll be singing back there, well, she said she was 18, but I found I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out she was 57. <laughs> I was thinking more. Her daddy came, and now I'm in jail for a long, long time. <laughs> anyway, well, that's Cabbage Pets Jeff's song. We should get on to the news. Oh, yeah, because there's, there's, there's big news, big news this week. Yeah, we're not reporting any of it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Out of the political arena, out of the the circus politics. Oh yeah, you know I got. I, you know we we didn't talk about this. I think in the beginning we sort of skipped this because I forgot to print it out and mention it. But I don't know. But before we go to Washington, which which it will be fun this week. We got three great great stories from Washington. But before we go there. It's a source of endless humor. Yes, it's they forgot to drain the swamp and the microbes there. are They're actually quite funny. Um, <laughs> if only they hadn't gotten rid of the gators. <laughs> oh, just think of that. Think about how much fun. I don't know. Hillary Clinton still comes to town from time to time. <laughs> oh, think about how much fun it would be if, like, there were gators chasing the politicians down the, 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 the streets. <laughs> Senator Bernard Sanders lost a battle with a crocodile today. <laughs> I can have, have another election, Peter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, it looks like we're going to have to have an off-year election this year. Got another senator got eaten by a crocodile. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, we're good. He only chewed on him. <laughs> only one leg. He'd be fat. <laughs> senator Cornpone tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like chicken. He must have been one of them Democrats. Um, oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we go to Washington, though, I, there is some some rather serious news. And as you pointed out a few weeks ago, we had no business talking about serious news. But Vladimir Putin has long been a figure of fun on this show. We we first really started covering him during his election campaign for president when he hired a bunch of strippers. Which time? Which time? His, 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 
I guess it was his second campaign. Let's see, he was president, prime minister, and then president again. I think it was his second. Uh, second presidency for his first prime ministry for his second first. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Anyway. The strippers. He had the strippers. That's right. He had the strippers. How do you think Clinton got elected? <laughs> anyway, you know, he, so he was funny then, but I kind of, I, 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 you may feel a little differently, and I know you've got some Russian friends, but to me, I got to say, this this feels kind of like, you know, they used to joke about Hitler and his stupid little Charlie Chaplin mustache, and then it wasn't funny anymore. And this week in Russia, uh, a guy by the name of Boris Nemts, uh, Nemtsov was shot on the streets just a little way away from the Kremlin. Now, Boris happened to be a, a prominent leader of the political opposition to uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin, and he was pretty much shot gangland style just about a day. Oh, he, he, was, he was, yeah, a day before a rally. Yeah, just about a day before an opposition rally was going to hold a big protest uh, against the Putin government. Um, and just before he got shot, uh, Nemtsov blamed Putin for Russia's economic problems. He said basically that Putin had been rattling his saber and Inviting sanctions from the U.S. and the Europeans, and uh, he also really pissed Putin off quite a bit years ago when he called uh, Putin's gang out for stealing literally billions of dollars from the Sochi Olympics Fund. So I, I, now the news comes out. The best part. Oh no! No, come on. In all fairness, though, he's ta- Putin's taking this seriously. He's going to head up the investigation. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> That's that's exactly right. (laughs) I don't even know. Normally we play that Putin dance campaign song, I Want a Man Like Putin, I Want a Man Like Putin, but I kind of feel like the Godfather theme would be a little bit of the, I'm going to take personal charge of this investigation. It deeply hurts me that this Nemtsov was shot right in front of my office. <laughs> Come on, Jack Webb and Browder Crawford are gone. What do we got left? Yeah, exactly. Vladimir Putin, detective for hire. Yeah, well, let's, you know, let's, let's, you know, in all fairness, let's just see how this sugar's out here. And uh, who knows? They're bound to get somebody to confess for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Somebody is bound to, to step up and and take the hit for this. <laughs> Putin is free and clear. Oh, yeah, they'll find him floating down the Volga. That's awful. <laughs> okay, well, now let's go to Washington. Um, yep, there's a yeah. gator. <laughs> well, uh, Veterans Affairs hey, Secretary hey, hey. Robert McDonald met a gator uh, this week. And I, you know, I've talked a lot. I should, I should. I should give this to you. Put silver wings on my son's chest. Make him one of America's best. A hundred men will test today. But Mr. McDonald never had a green beret. Oh, my God. First, Brian Williams makes up stories about his danger under fire. And then Bill O'Reilly claims that his life was in danger during the Falklands War because he had to drink the water or something in Argentina. Okay, have you ever had to drink the water in Argentina? Hey, it's only 186 <laughs> miles away from where the British and the Argentines were shooting at each other. I mean, you know... Don't, hey, don't cry for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, Veterans Affairs Secretary Robert McDonald apologized for mistakenly saying in a videotaped exchange with a homeless man that he had served in special forces. He is, in fact, a West Point graduate. And he did serve. Oh, yeah, he did serve with the 82nd uh, Airborne, but 
That's special. Not special enough. <laughs> I mean, I apologize. I know that anybody who did time in the 82nd Airborne could kick my ass in a heartbeat, but it's not, you know, it's not the same thing. The guy lied, and I feel like we are duty-bound, because I'm always picking on the GOP, and I plan to do more of it today. Um, and I oh, feel like we're duty-bound <laughs> to report when a Democrat sticks his foot right up his own mouth. And, um, uh, you know, I, you know I, I, gosh, I'm glad I'm sitting down for this. I'm going to have to defend the guy. Oh, no. I, yeah, I know. I'm going to have to defend the guy. I actually saw the videotape conversation, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just kind of in almost the mindset that what he said just blurted out, and it wasn't like he was giving a speech, pro, you know, proclaiming his great deeds. Because the, the the homeless guy says oh, I was in special forces, and it just does not. Oh, so was I. Right. Kind of like kind of like you're making conversation well, with a homeless guy, <laughs> but you shouldn't be the the VA secretary and doing it in front of the TV cameras. No, no, that that actually just proves a certain amount of well. Stupidity, um, so. which is which is very uh, reflective of this administration. I'll point that out. Oh wow! Oh, punching! Oh right. we, wow! That yeah, we that. hit our Democrat. Yeah, he shouldn't have said it. And you know what? The, with the age of YouTube and videotape, politicians should just be mute. <laughs> Why did we have? Why did we have to wait for YouTube and the internet for that miracle to happen? If you like, if you like your doctor, you can keep it. <laughs> That's right. Well, I got another politician who should be mute. I'll, I'll give you a few. You know. Whoa, just one? Uh, well, I got two actually. But <laughs> all right, I'm going to lead with Scott Walker because you know I kind of got routed last week by you. I was going to make fun of the guy for not having gone to or for being a college dropout actually, and you pointed out that. Harry Truman was, you know, also not a college graduate. You made me look really stupid. That's not hard to but do. This week, I'm getting my own back. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Hit me. Hit me with your best shot. This is a musical show. Hit me with your best shot. You're just realizing that now. <laughs> anyway, Scott Walker uh, told a conservative. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get through this with a straight face. Scott Walker, who is the governor of Wisconsin, and 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 very pro- famous for cheese. Yeah, <laughs> very, cheese is right. Very, <laughs> very possible Republican presidential candidate. Uh, we'll be hearing a lot, unfortunately, from Mister Walker. In the le, next few le months. Grand fromage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I know how to speak French, did you? Oh, thank heaven. For- no, 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 that was last week. We're not singing the Chevalier this week. No, let me get through this. All okay. Right, all right, I'm sorry. Scott Straight Walker face. Straight face. told... <laughs> um, I got my serious face on now. All right, <laughs> Scott Walker told a group... <laughs> Go ahead. Holy, holy <laughs> crap. It's not this funny. Scott, 
Scott Walker, governor of Wisconsin and probable Republican presidential candidate, told a group of Republicans this week that he was ready for the burdens that would be imposed on him in the Oval Office. And in particular, he said he was ready for the terrorists of ISIS because he stood up to union protesters in the state of Wisconsin. It's just like ISIS. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm telling you, those state employees unions just like ISIS, they'll kill you. You don't, you don't mess with those ladies from Health and Human Services, dude. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, I live next, Jim, I live next door to Wisconsin. And you know what happened last week? What happened A last bunch week? of kindergarten teachers from the teachers union actually put 47 innocent Republican state lawmakers into a cage and they poured milk all over them and force fed them graham crackers for 17 hours on video. I mean, it's awful. I mean, Wait thank a minute, God. This, had... was, this wasn't radio. I'd love to see that. <laughs> so would I. All right. King Abdullah of Jordan is going to come over and kick some ass. I'm going to bail Walker. I am going to bail Walker out of this. Again? Yeah, Harry, you compared this man to Harry Truman last week. You're going to throw him a lifeline again? Because, because the Obama administration is going to give ISIS jobs, <laughs> which will be unionized. Perhaps. <laughs> and he's going to hit us just like <laughs> Perhaps in your partisan fervor, Mr. Martin. I think I'll have another drink. <laughs> you are taking you are taking solace in the wrong places. Just because we have idiots in charge in the State Department does not mean to be we have to put the opposite kind of idiot in charge in the White House. It kind of balances it out, you know? The, the, no, it doesn't. A <laughs> little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. Highway to hell. <laughs> What a musical podcast, my God. Hell's pretty hot, though, isn't it? Oh, good segue, because... All right. Let's see if I can get... I hear highway... uh, The highway. My way or the highway. Um, I hear... uh, Oh, my God. Don't make me pronounce it. Senator Jim uh, in your hoff here. In your hoff. In your hoff. In your hoff. In your hoff. Oh my! How do you pronounce God. his name anyway? Can't they elect people Mud. named John um, Doe? Dipshit. Um, no. Inhofe, I believe, is how it's said. That's correct. That's correct. And he, without the benefit of a degree in science, <laughs> without that, you know, it's a waste of time because all you have to do is go outside the Capitol steps, pick up a snowball. Bring it into the Senate chamber and immediately disprove global warming. Dun, dun, dun. dun. It's so damn hot. Where did this come from? Exactly. That sounds like a Miss Marple mystery. (laughs) You didn't kill him. Where'd that knife come from? That's right. If, if, If you didn't hear this this week, and it just barely happened, so maybe you haven't yet, but... I'm not going to go bother to find the sound bites. I'm just going to do the voices myself. Bum, bum, bum. So, first of all, we've got Senator from Oklahoma, James Inhofe, um, who came onto the Senate floor and started a snowball fight late last week. In all fairness, it was in a Ziploc. <laughs> it was it was sterile. Okay, okay, it was in a Ziploc baggie. But Inhofe comes onto the floor, and he rises, he's recognized, and he says, In case 
case we've forgotten because we keep hearing that 2014 had been the warmest year on record, I asked the chair. And he holds up the snowball in his little baggie. You know what this is? It's a snowball. It's from just outside. It's very, very cold out. So, Mr. President, catch this. And he throws the snowball to the president pro tem of the Senate. Joe Biden? <laughs> Who fondled it? <laughs> no, I think President Biden. President Biden. Ah! <laughs> I just said President Biden. Holy oh, crap! No, oh. no, 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 no. Uh, so, the senator from Connecticut. Uh, I forget his first name. Sheldon Whitehouse. Oh, <laughs> who's a, a Democrat. Sorry, he's a Democrat from Rhode Island. So he stands up. Now, his whole speech, we're not going to do his whole speech because it's like three minutes long. Well, if- but he stands, he stands up and he says, okay, you can either believe every single major American scientific society or you can believe the senator with the snowball. He goes on and he says, The Navy takes this very seriously to the point where Admiral Locklear, who is the head of Pacific Command, has said that climate change is the biggest face we thre- fa- threat we face in the Pacific. I don't know He's why, because it makes more water. That ought to make the Navy happy. Job security. He's a career military officer, and he is deadly serious. So you can either believe the United States Navy, or you can believe the senator with the snowball. <laughs> I'll take snowballs for 500, Alex. But, but he goes on. He's like, you can either believe the conference of Catholic bishops, or you can believe the senator with a snowball. <laughs> you can believe the major corporations that are planning for global warming, like Coke or Pepsi and Ford and Target, or we can believe the senator with a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> so he just goes on and on and on. And I, I have to say that it, it was a it was a slam dunk. Um, you uh, know um, that it, it just you know. <laughs> I'm like even my friend Matt. Um, even my friend Matt. Now in high school. School and, and and we went to high school, by the way, in, in during the sainted administration of Ronald Reagan. There you go again. I'm going to put a celestial choir in every time we say Reagan's name from here on in. Um, well. And we used to call my friend Matt F.R.A. We thought those were his middle, middle initials because we thought they stood for follow Reagan anywhere. Okay. And even he said... He's the one that's, that posted the story. This is how I found it. And even he said Inhofe was an idiot. So I think the Republican Party could actually use about a thousand more people like my friend. Is this the guy you stole the science project from? No, that's my friend, John. And I didn't steal it. I, I borrowed it. Anyway, oh, well, well. the uh, <laughs> my other Facebook friend, Bruce, this was my favorite line on this. He said, he said Inhofe could have thrown a roll of quarters on the floor and said that he'd solve the economy. too. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're always looking for the complicated answer. I know. <laughs> Jim, I was thinking about this when I was doing my show prep this morning. You, pre- you prepare? <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I actually typed this shit up on a piece of paper. But I was thinking about this, Jim, when I was doing my show prep this morning. Just g- give, give me some space here because I've got to rant. Okay, I've just got to go for a minute. Go, go. You go for a minute. I'm timing you. Think about this. Think about this. The name of our podcast is Middle Aged White Men Complaining. Yes. Now, the reason it's called Middle Aged White Men Complaining. Because we are. Because we are both middle aged white guys and we are complaining. 
about everything. That means, just logically, Jim, that I, Alex Jeffries, i got to remember my name for a minute, but Alex Jeffries, <clears throat> am a middle-aged white guy. Jim, do you realize how desperate I am to cross the aisle and become a Republican? <laughs> it's what middle-aged white guys are biologically driven to do. You get to play you with turn, snowballs. You turn middle-aged and you cross the aisle and you become a conservative. It's practically a law of nature. It's like salmon swimming upstream to breed. It is, it is a biological urge that can almost not be resisted. But, Jim, I cannot fulfill my biological imperative and become a middle-aged Republican because these people are so stupid! And it hurts! It really, really hurts! Join me, Luke. Yeah. Not until you put down that fucking snowball! Gonads are useful for their purpose, but they are no substitute for brain. You know, I have a solution. Oh, please. I have a, a place where a place where <laughs> foolish people can go. Oh, good. Did you know? Speaking of science, did you know <laughs> that, that some scientists believe? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did somebody actually speak of science? Science, 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 science. Yeah. That, that there's possible life on Titan, the moon of Jupiter. No, I think I missed this one. Well, team at Cornell University has created a model of life on Titan that would metabolize and reproduce to the, the kind of the kind of like it does on Earth, but without oxygen, uh -huh. using methane. Oh boy! Okay, <laughs> follow me where I'm going. Wait a minute, this is just a great big setup for MWMB's third ever fart joke, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we talked about politicians. Gas, gas bags. <laughs> we have a moon, a gas bag. <laughs> I believe they could live on Titan seamlessly. <laughs> they, they must be non-smokers, though, or it would just be bad. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that rules John Boehner out, damn it. <laughs> It can be based on methane, change the nature of life because it has a lower freezing point and all this other scientific gobbledy. There's no snowballs. Wow. But it, because Earth is based on water, uh, Earth life is based on water based, there can be methane based. So, Jim, I, I am going, I think this is a good story that we need to follow. Jim, I think you've got something there. The minute we elect somebody to public office, we send them to Titan. We put their ass on a plane and we send them to the Titan, the seventh moon. Well, they've got that private enterprise people, you know, going to Mars for the one way trip or something. Dun, dun, you know, dun, dun, dun. Make it a bus stop. The next stop, Titan. I sense a segue. Even the name. Even the name inspires politicians. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm going to Titan. Oh, I thought I was doing Trojan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> going to Titan. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, well, we'll follow this one closely. That's great that you, you, you give us a science story for a change. That's really good. I noticed that your source on this was a website called The Space Reporter, which to me sounded like something that Bill Shatner would have played in. <laughs> and now, time for the thrilling adventures of The Space, the space Reporter. Reporter. <laughs> That's, you just sound like Marvin the Martian. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't do Marvin the Martian. 
I'm terribly, terribly. No, I can't do it anymore. I used to could, but can't anymore. Well, you know, I think the time has come for our salute. Speaking of space. I think you're right, Jim. We have a special salute this week. Normally on MWMB, we try to find the silliest person that we could find through the whole week. Somebody that either made us laugh with them or at them. And we salute them here. Uh and I had a couple of examples uh, picked out. We could have saluted the lady who actually hired an actress to impersonate her at a birthday party for a friend. <laughs> or we could have told you about the parents who don't have any money and they are crowdsourcing extravagant birthday parties for their children. <laughs> but I think this week we have to do uh, a more genuine... Something serious. Yeah, a genuine salute. So I'll let you have at it. Well, this week... And, you know, I grew up with the original, and I know you grew up right after that. Yep. Was the passing of Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. The, a, a man who's been acting, actually, since he was 14 years old, you know, in, in dozens and dozens of movies, uh, TV shows. He has played gunslingers. He's played Apache Indians. He's played... Oh, no, seriously. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Gangsters. He has played, you know, all these roles, but the one that everybody knows and and, and has marked his life was... The host of In Search Of. Well, that too. But that was more of a science. Um, he, He played Mr. Spock, and Mr. Spock was like one of my favorite characters. You know, you and President Obama actually uh, both said, President Obama said this week in tribute, he said, I loved Spock. And I'm thinking, Barack, you are Spock. (laughs) Well, the ears. But uh, see, now we were going to be serious. You're right. I'm sorry. But, you know, the, the guy, you know... He, he grew up, you know, in a poor Jewish neighborhood. His his father did not his father did not want him to be an actor. He wanted him to have a skill that he could actually market. He wanted him to play the accordion, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but they were emigrants from Europe, you know, during the bad times, you know, in the thirties. Uh, you know, he grew up with all kinds of adversity and uh, just made a career and offended no one. That's true. Not like these Hollywood types today who have their causes and, you know, whatever. That's right. He offended no one. I mean, one. Nimoy had plenty of causes, but he didn't, He didn't. you know, you could still like him, you know, despite the fact that he was, you know, raving lefty, um, you know, but, but he didn't, yeah, he didn't get it all in your face about it, and you sort of get the impression that what he believed in, he actually believed in, rather than, you know, doing it for... You know, grandstanding. Um, yeah. You know, so you know, he played Jesse or not Jesse James, Frank James once. Huh. In a in a in a show. I mean, the guy it was, and he directed. Yep. Yep. He. You know. It, 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 and you know, the other thing I'll say personally is now that we are no longer married to, um, you know, to two sisters, which means that our relationship we used to be brothers in laws. If you really listen to this show, you know that uh, now we're absolutely nothing to each other. Um, Star Trek is probably one of the few things that we still completely agree on. Um, so you know, yeah, all the way all the way around. I'm just, I was really bummed out. That, you know, I was hoping that uh, I was hoping we'd get at least ten more years of Nimoy. Um, Eighty three just just doesn't seem. It doesn't seem old enough. Damn it! But anywho, wow. So. 
for Leonard Nimoy. Born in uh, 1931 and just last week passed away. For countless decades of entertainment um, and inspiration, we here at MWMB salute you. We salute you. Yes. Now back to foolishness. Yeah, exactly. I got nothing. Oh, Do a tight. Okay, me neither. Yeah, I feel really down now, <laughs> but you know. Uh, isn't that Scott Walker going to Titan? I was going to say, can't we at least go out with a joke about William Shatner's girdle? I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> that, you know, that was William it. Shatner's hair, 100% acrylic. <laughs> Just like that Star Trek uniform. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, we have managed to... Waste another God knows how long this will be by the time I, I cut it down. But we have managed to, uh, well, we've amused ourselves, and we hopefully have amused you, too. If you like this show, please encourage our ridiculousness by giving us a like or a share on Facebook. Um, or go to our podcast actual page and follow us. Uh, we're at mwmbpodcast.podbean.com. Um, and, uh, you know, go ahead and follow us. Leave a comment. You can leave a comment there. You can leave a comment there and on Facebook at the same time. They, we have the technology. So uh, please do that. We know a couple of uh, folks have done that recently, and we're very, very grateful uh, for that. Um, and I guess that's... Tell us if you ever want us to be serious. No. No. Oh, no, don't tell us that. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. No. <It's> like, <laughs> if you have to do something, be funny. <laughs> oh, was that Scott Walker blowing up? Whoa, gas bag. <laughs> Huckabee. Oh, I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. Clinton. <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a bad election when Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton are your best choices. <laughs> All right, Maestro, hey, take us out of here. I'm bringing up the what do you got to lose, buddy? Hey, there you go. This time, I don't think it's even a joke this time, Jim. We, we might as well run for president. What do you got to lose? <laughs> God. Oh. Roll the credits. Roll the, the whatever. That's not the intro. Roll the uh, extra. Roll, roll the extra. <laughs> <laughs> Maestro extra, please. And Sounds like an Italian suppository. Innuendo. <laughs> Innuendo. <laughs> Be careful with that joke, Jim. It's an antique. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're... We're fading out. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks for sitting through it with me oh. for another week. I had fun. And, uh, you know, gives me an excuse to actually pay attention to what's going on in the world. Uh, which is so worth paying attention to. <laughs> yeah, 46. I can't decide whether I want to call it the Live Long and Prosper Show or the Senator with a Snowball Show. Our minds are merging. Our minds are one. I feel what you feel. I know what you know.